Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Tabby. This week, we're joined by a very good buddy of ours, King James's father, Matty Ice. How you doing, Matt? I'm going to be perfectly transparent with your listener base. I am exhausted, but a promise is a promise, and I am here for the two of you this week to talk about fun stuff. We're talking about oh. Clue. Well, first off, I want to say, aw, thank you, and we love you for... Yes coming on the show even though you're exhausted um and i'm super fucking excited to talk about clue because i've watched it twice already this week how many times have you seen clue probably a lot i've lost count over 10 oh well over 10 well over 10 matt what about you i don't know it hasn't quite been that much but um i've definitely seen it enough to be able to talk about it it's um uh, it's a movie that definitely falls in cult classic for me not necessarily yeah. uh got into it at the time i mean it came out in 1985 so i was yeah. two i was i was fresh <laughs> i was born <laughs> yeah. so it, obviously probably not the movie that my parents were gonna uh, take me to the movie theater to see um but afterward Definitely when I became more of a movie person and uh, it's probably, I, w- I would say it was probably actually in college when I had a lot more time to do shit, like watch movies and sit down and, you know, do stuff like that. And I probably discovered it somewhere on like a movie channel and was like, oh shit, this is definitely for me, 80s, cheesy acting, nostalgia kind of all fits in that, uh, in that model that I'm definitely into. And Christopher Lloyd. Yes. It has Christopher Lloyd. I'll be honest, as a Back to the Future guy, that should probably pull me in a little bit more, but the Tim Curry part is what got me more often okay. than anything else. Yes, I-, I love a good thespian. Yeah, yeah, he's... It's uh, it's my favorite Tim Curry movie next to Home Alone 2. It's my number one <laughs> Tim Car- Curry movie. Tim Curry? Uh, Tim Curry. <laughs> I don't know where that Kentucky accent came from right there. Right there, yes, was. Were you thinking of Jim Carrey? No, I meant to say <laughs> it was Jim- like a halfway burp kind of like coming out. And it was like, hey. well, we talked about Jim Curry already. Too. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking about Tim Carrey Tim- <laughs> and Madeline Albright. <laughs> Madeline Albright. <laughs> Tim Curry's probably more known for. I mean, if you went into a hierarchy of things that he's known for, I always Rocky see Rocky Horror. Horror Picture Show, which I've never seen. You're not also missing home- anything. I didn't think so. Also Home Alone. And the uh, the it miniseries that was on TV in yeah. 1990, I believe, because when the the new series came out or the new movies came out, I know a lot of people were very anti it because it wasn't the other uh, imagination of it. And the whole point is you can have more than one imagination of something, and they can both coexist yeah. in an, in an ecosystem. It's okay to actually like one or the other or both. Yeah, well, the original it. The original it the way that they did it with the tv miniseries of course they like broke down the books into like little little bits and pieces Barely. this one uh with the new it the re-imaged it they literally just took the book and split it in half and did half of uh each each like of the book um but no uh this is probably my favorite tim curry movie um of all time not only that but it has Madeline Kahn, who is one of my favorite actresses. She's the original Megan Mullaney. You said that the other day, and yeah. I loved it. I mean, I love Madeline Kahn, not Madeline Albright. 
Ha ha. Ha ha. Because, uh, I mean, she was introduced to me when I was a kid with Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, uh, all of those Mel Brooks movies. So she was always the slapstick, like, the the female who's, like, prissy and proper and, but hilarious and makes it funny. Taffeta, darling. Taffeta. <laughs> it wrinkles when you touch it. Also in history of the world part also in history of the world part one, there was no part two. Always one of my <laughs> favorite facts. And also she was in a movie called Slapstick of Another Kind. So just about as on the nose as you could possibly get for that. But um I I, I think what if if I'm if I'm going to say what makes this move this movie work, for me, I think it was the fact that they really leaned into the sort of old timey who done it sort of I mean, but even back in the old times of radio, when they used to do those historical readings of, you know, there's a detective there and they're trying to figure out who di who did it. There's 12 people in the same house type of thing. And then obviously the game comes out, they make the movie. So it all kind of flows into each other. But it definitely harkens back to an older time in content creation. And if you think about what today is, where you and I are all sitting here in our respective homes doing this. But back in the day, they had to do it in a studio. They had to have a script and everybody had to be there. And I kind of liked how they leaned into the cheesiness of it that, I mean, cause if you really go back and listen to those old, you know, detective things, they're really, really cheesy. It's like oh, yeah. dinner. Yeah. It's like dinner theater, which is the point, right? It's supposed to be cheesy. And I think that when this movie came out, even in the eighties, somehow it didn't capture people in that moment, but it's one of those that kind of a slow build. It's like any album that you listen to, you're not into it wholeheartedly right away. You get listening to it more and more then all of a sudden you're playing it on repeat for seven, eight, nine months or whatever. And I think that's where this movie comes in. And the fact of, about it that I really like is that they tried to get cute and make three different theatrical endings and it just pissed off the audience completely. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's uh, one of the things I uh, I read about the other day was when this movie came out, there was uh, each each theater got the copy they got of the film. Different theaters got the had different endings. a different ending. So not everybody got to see the same ending. So, you know, when they would go to the theater and see it and try to talk about it with their friends, they were like, well, I that never no, I don't remember that's that. Not the movie. Ending. That's stupid. No, that's not that's not who who killed who. That's I'm, not who the killer was. Since we're talking about endings, the very last ending was my favorite ending. I liked the okay. So when he drugged Madeline Kahn halfway up the stairs and just let her go. <laughs> <laughs> when Tim Curry he's no. like dragging her from he grabs the back of her dress and drags her halfway up the stairs and just drops her and she falls <laughs> she... <laughs> so that reminds me and i like i told you the other day i took tim curry's performance in clue and i put it at at the haunt when i worked in mm -hmm. the haunt yeah uh one of my last years at the haunt everybody was like oh i've never seen how each character works i'm like well you're in luck let's go so i played like 50 different characters in a matter of like 10 minutes so i would run did, from like scene to Tim scene Curry build up to who the killer i did was. i yeah. did the build up to the very end and that's that's what makes that ending so exciting is he's like he ran over here to the to the bathroom with the lavatory and then it was over here and then he went to the kitchen and then that that was <laughs> so fun and the way that they were piecing it together and the chemistry between all of the, the actors. I think was it was brilliant. Very, it was very well cast. I, I think it was very well cast. Matt, what about you? Do you have a favorite moment from the film? 
that really like stands oh, out to you? Too many. So, um, I mean, literally all of the moments are part of like the. the I really don't have like a favorite moment. Well, I actually I might have a favorite moment. It was when um, they say that the brandy has been poisoned. Yeah. And he, um, <laughs> James has entered the building. Hi, buddy. Hi, James. Hi, hi, Sugar Bear. Can you say hi? Hi, James. Hi, bud. It's Aunt Tabby. Can you say hi? Hi, handsome. <laughs> oh, I love you're so handsome. Say goodnight, Daddy. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Can you tell them goodnight? Good night, <laughs> handsome prince. Good night, sweet boy. You sleep good, okay? Okay. <laughs> I am not editing that out at all. Ladies and gentlemen, listening to this, we just had a very special guest, the young James. His majesty. His, his adorable cuteness. Oh his, my gosh, my heart. Your grace. <laughs> I would die for that beautiful boy. 100%. <laughs> and those of you listening, um, Matt sends me videos and pictures. And when he sends me videos of, of James, he goes, hi, and tap. He, he only sent me one and then he told me here is a video of james just so you'll shut up and leave me alone about it <laughs> well i'm aunt tappy i love that boy oh he's such a dull face he i'm sorry precious. i'm back i heard him. no good. it's good i heard him coming up the stairs i had to it's never okay. i'm not editing stop. a i'm not editing a single bit of that out i had to <laughs> i heard him coming up the stairs and the whispering that's why i like tip my oh, her cap you're out good. and then i was like all right because this is about his bedtime anyway so where were we you asked me about a favorite moment i think yes is there anything like any favorite thing that about clue that really sticks out to you again i'm gonna go back to how dated it is to the time because mm -hmm. i love 80s movies in general most of them because they feel a certain way yeah. Comedies. I mean, I was born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s. So obviously, once I got to movie viewing age, the 80s was where I trafficked, which is why films like Uncle Buck, The Great Outdoors, like those are some of my favorite movies. And then that's why I think probably like Home Alone fits in our wheelhouse because we were mm -hmm. old enough to be about where Kevin was in his life and sort of, you know, I guess uh, relate to what he's going through. I think that's why I like it. And, and as I watch it now as an adult, going to be 40 in like three weeks, it mm. has that same appeal, right? Like it has the same, the same feel to it. And I think something that I've realized today is that as, as great as movie making and television making is, we're never going to be able to recapture that, right? We're not going to watch something in 20 years and I'll be like, hey, James, this was from the golden age of the 2020s. Like we're not going to be able to discern it because there's nothing and it just doesn't mean that it's bad right it just means that it's it's not the same as it was like you can watch a 50s movie 60s movie 70s 80s even a 90s movie and say oh that was 90s filmmaking or that was 90s television you can't really do yeah. that technology will be the thing that will date it but cinematography uh production all that stuff like this movie did not have a major production 
a budget behind it. I mean, you could tell, right? Like the sets were not super fancy. It's not as if they shot it on state-of-the-art cameras back in the day. That's part of what the charm is. And you have yeah. people who have been in comedies, you have people who've been in serious stuff and all together make this movie with like 20 different people in it that have to coexist in this weird way. I mean, I'd love to have been there while they filmed it because it's like, hey, we're gonna film all these different endings and and you have to sort of like pretend all these different things. Like there are moments when I'm like, man, this is really shitty acting, but it works for the movie. Like you can tell yeah. they're so over the top, but then I say, well, that's the point of it. That's that's why it exists. And I, I think it's funny, but Tabby, you talked about the different endings, right? And mm -hmm. that's really more of like a today thing. It was very state of the art to have different endings because it tied to the game in which you could have, you know, more multiple permutations of uh, or combinations of endings and there's a netflix series now i don't know if you guys have heard this one where you can determine the order that you watch the series in black mirror ending, no it's i can't remember what it's called but you the, the you the viewer determine the order that you watch the episodes yes. in and it's yes. different for everybody right uh yeah. kaleidoscope yes that's it okay basically they said to watch the white episode last but outside of that, the order you can kind of choose. I so, but but think about what that is is pulling from. It's pulling yeah. from something like this. And I love movies that catch on that have a cult following. And I think this falls one hundred percent in that category. There's 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 two people. You either love this movie or you've never heard of it. That's basically what it comes down that's, to. That's that's legitimately the point. Like I've had a lot of people who have been like, "Oh, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it." Or yeah. those people who have heard of it, they're like, "Oh yeah, I've seen it and I like it. It's really good." Well, I saw it for the first time last year. Was it last year? I thought it was 2 years ago. Yeah, it was last year. Oh, okay. It was I was talking about it and we you were, were like, "I've never seen it." It was one of the days back about this time last year when we were snowed in. Mm, that yeah. ice storm we had. I was like, I have to introduce you to this movie. Well, we were talking about the game. Mm -hmm. And you asked me, have you seen the movie? I said, no, not yet. And you're like, oh, put it on. It's on Amazon. Let's watch it. <laughs> so, yeah. And I was like, all right, fine. So, and at the end of it, I was like, fuck, this movie's amazing. I love it. It's hilarious. I just like the campy cheesiness of it. Well, mm -hmm. it's got so many different aspects, uh, styles of comedy. Mm -hmm. And they all blend together so well. I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Michael McKeon. <laughs> What was what was the line, Michael McKeon? Uh, what was it? He Which said? one was it? What what was the scene? Uh, it was towards the end. They were outside, uh, and Tim Curry smacked him. Oh, uh, wait, Mrs. Peacock was a man, and then oh! he smacked her in the face, and he just <laughs> like you, you idiot. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. But that's another thing that dates it, though, right? Some of the. Some of the tropes that they used are definitely very stereotypical to back then, like how it's taboo that he's gay and he right. could lose his job because he's gay. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, oh, that's definitely not today. Like, that's definitely 40 years well, ago. If you remember at the very end, his last line was, I'm going to go home and have sex no, with I'm my gonna wife. No, I'm going to go home and sleep with my or wife. Sleep with yes. my wife. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we were all like, whoa, hold on, plot twist at the very end? <laughs> what the hell? Well, and but, I just yeah. uh, watching it the other day or getting like through half of it, um, I, I, I thought about that. And also, you know, like, oh, we have an escort service. And then, of course, you have mm -hmm. a psychiatrist who sleeps with his patients and all that kind of stuff. And they're very stereotypical tropes that you would have seen back in the day. Like, of course, you know, those are like the 
they're so cliched that that was almost like it's almost too much but for this movie yeah. it's not too much because that's the kind of thing that was written in movies back then like if they tried to do this modern age today what would they use as things to blackmail you think about the things that are right. you know here to blackmail now in the news i mean look at us soccer right where the parents of a player on us soccer are blackmailing because of something that happened 30 years ago that nobody yeah. cares about right what would they use Exactly. Right. I was going to say, too, is you got to realize when they were first introduced, like Miss Peacock said, I'm a wife of a, a senator or um, politician, a, a politician. Yeah. And then you had, you know, Miss White, who was um, married to one of the richest men in America, who was her fourth husband. And then you had, you know, Mr. Green, who was uh, part of the FBI or, or Secret Service. And then you had all these people who had different jobs. But then once you got into the, the aspect of the blackmail, you realized why they were being blackmailed. And Colonel Mustard sold uh, military and government intel he sold uh, uh, parts or parts. Yeah. Military parts, military plane and automobile parts mm -hmm. on the black market Aircraft, for money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, bla the black market was a big thing back then. Oh, oh God. Was it ever? <laughs> I guess technically it probably still is today. You just can go on the internet to find it. Yeah. eBay. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eBay is the e eBay is the black market now. <laughs> That's the new black market. eBay. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> or which. I mean, it is. Or wish, yeah. No wish.com. Yeah, well, wish.com. That yeah. Well, <laughs> I also yeah. love the Black Widow thing too, because it's oh, taboo with for a, yeah, but it's taboo for a woman to have multiple wives, but like dudes can just be out here fucking whoever they want, and mm. it's like macho. Oh yeah, macho. I just it's a I, shitty double standard. Well, and the thing is, is like today it still exists. But I don't yeah. think you'd see it in movies today. I don't think you'd see it in TV today. But for no. for Mrs. White, that's like a taboo thing that she could be blackmailed for. Like, oh, you've been married how many times? And it's like, why does it matter? Yeah. Right. But it matters in 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 the uh, the movie because of the way her husbands have passed. Of course. So yeah. that 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 was kind of the kicker. But she's like, oh, I'm on my fourth husband. Like it's nothing. They're like, how did your last husband die? He lost his head. Right. Which or he could, disappeared. Yeah. Well, which which losing his head could mean multiple things. He could have had his head <laughs> chopped off, or he could have just gone insane. Either one. Yes. Yeah. Could have, she could have driven him insane too. <laughs> I mean, so was uh was anybody else bothered that Mr. Green, uh Scarlet and uh Miss White? Mm -hmm. We're not wearing the colors of their names, like Mr. Green. Oh. It would have been. I I really wish that he was wearing. Neither was green. Professor Plum. Mike, well, this isn't the Power his, Rangers. His vest. Well, I know, but still, was his Miss vest... Scarlet. Miss Scarlet was in a green dress and not a red one. Yeah, but she had red hair. Barely. She had red. She hair. did have red lipstick. See, well, all of the women had red nail polish too. I yeah, noticed that, but like. Mrs. White was wearing Madeline Kahn. She was wearing a black dress and not a well. I don't know. It's just <laughs> stupid. They're just names, Mike. I but know. If you, You're... But if but if you want to really read into it, Mrs. Scarlet, Scarlet Letter. She yeah owns a you know a escort service. So 
Put some pieces together, Mike. Don't be so yeah. rudimentary, you motherfucking. <laughs> I mean, your name is Mr. Gray, and you don't wear gray all the time. I've never seen it's you a, wear that color it's before. A hor- Actually, I, I, my my happy hour shirt is gray. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not, not wearing for long. it tonight. No, oh. not for long. Not for long. One of the moments that I went back and I watched, well, when I watched it again the other day, one of my favorite moments is when they said that the brandy was poisoned and Miss Peacock went absolutely insane and was screeching. She was like, ah, 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 and just screaming. And me and Gunner both were laughing hysterically. And when, when, um, uh, Mr. Green sits her on the couch and then smacks her and everybody's like, what did you do? He's like, we, I had to calm her down. They're like, well, if she was, if the brandy was poisoned, then we'll we'll see if she's actually going to to die. And like everybody surrounded her and just, just stared at, at her, her, like watching her, like, oh, I want to watch somebody. Yeah, die like today, it might not take ten seconds. No. <laughs> that was funny though. I do like the way though, and I I've I've wanted to write a script or a movie to where everybody is connected in some way shape or form and they connected all of the characters yeah i don't know if you you knew that or not but they connected them yeah so so miss white's husband cheated on her with yvette yvette used the maid Yvette used to work for Miss Scarlet. Miss Scarlet, um, um, was it Professor Plum? Was one? No, it was Colonel Mustard. Which one was it? Was the uh, Miss Scarlet's customer? Plum. Was it Plum? No, Mustard. Yeah. Mustard. Colonel Mustard, Mustard, yeah, it was, Mustard. was um, Miss Scarlet's customer. Um, I'm trying to remember who the other ones that were connected. Um, Somehow they were all connected. Maybe we'll just have to go back and watch it again. I mean, I'm down for that too, and actually pay <laughs> attention this time. But is this is this one of those movies where, like, if you hit, were stranded on a deserted island mm-hmm. and you could pick one movie, would that be at least one of you? You would. Yeah, Lord of the choose. Rings is going to be my movie. The you could have like three, but that would be one of them. Well, yeah. I mean, if you <laughs> consider all three the trilogy, one movie. Yes, I do. Okay, there it we go. It comes in one box set. There we go. <laughs> so that counts as <laughs> that one. Count- that still counts as one. one. I was just about to say it. I was just about to say it. Um, And I, I think Mrs. White's husband worked with Miss Peacock's husband. And I know Miss Peacock's husband worked in... Yeah, you're uh, right, because that was mentioned. Uh, uh, the more I'm thinking about it, then Miss Peacock's husband works in DC, who Mr. Green works in DC for the government as long as well as Colonel Mustard. And Plum, he worked for the United Nations. He so somehow they're all connected, ex- except Mr. Body, but they're the ones blackmailing. Mr. Body gave off the worst Robert De Niro impression I've ever seen. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not Joe even Pesci. sure like, what uh, that no, was. You and I had to use the voice. No, I was actually trying to figure that. There he is back there, right there. Uh, I was trying to figure out <laughs> who, he re- who he reminded me of. It's like, it's like if Alec Baldwin, back, 90s Alec Baldwin, like back in the day, Alec Baldwin tried to be Robert De Niro. Like he kind of looked like that because his hair was slicked back. Like Alec Baldwin 
like Beetlejuice era type stuff here. Yeah. Like that's what he kind of reminded me of. Yeah. See, Cheesiest actor a, of the whole uh, bit, by the way. I was I was getting a uh, a bad impression of Robert De Niro in Goodfellas. Mm. That would technically be a good impression, though. Because that's, <laughs> that's such a good that's such a good role. How <laughs> that's uh, quite the role to try and mimic. Basically, he tried. I mean, he, tried. he literally had like what three lines of <laughs> that. It was really weird, and like the whole scene where he went to go break the glass and then the dog came out there and I'm like, well, yo, dog, if you got a pot that you can break the glass with, you can probably hit the dog too. Right. And he's like, oh no, can't do that. And I'm like, this is so weird. And then yeah. um, I think I also love too that the motorist, the guy who got stranded, first of all, if I ever stopped at somebody's house and like nine people answered the phone, probably just go to the next house because I don't know why nine people need to answer the phone. And then they're so skittish and they have to like do the football huddle before they come back and invite him back <laughs> in. <laughs> then you, you know something. You meant, yeah. you meant answer the door, right? Yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? Phone. Answer the phone. Answer uh, the whatever. phone. He does answer a phone <laughs> later. No, literally, no. Everybody answers the phone in this, though. Yeah. yeah. Anytime the phone rings, somebody answers it. Yeah. But I love that that guy was the second in charge to Chief Brody and Jaws. Jeffrey Craig. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was That's one of ten years after that movie came out. So this this is like he's probably yeah. at that at that point where this is probably the tail end of his career for getting actual roles in big movies. But uh, I always like going and finding people that were in these things, like in other things that I've I've seen before. And it's been so long that you don't even realize when people are who they are. Like that happens to me a lot. Like my wife is not like that, where she's like, "Why does that person look familiar?" And I'm like, "Oh." This is the best one I ever had. We were watching uh, some some Netflix show, I think, and it was like one of those like Tom Clancy type shows. And some guy shows up, and she's like, "Why does that guy look so familiar?" And I'm like, "This is going to be the most ridiculous pull I've ever made." But that is the Iceland coach from the second Mighty Ducks movie, and she's like, <laughs> nice. "What the hell do you know that?" And I was like, "I just know it. I it's know Mighty that's Ducks. who it is." Yeah, well. <laughs> Yeah, it's the second one where they somehow win like a world championship despite having lost half of their team. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Well, you know how Disney goes. Everybody's <laughs> the good, the good guy always wins in Disney. Yeah, I guess that depends on your perception. Some people might think that the U.S. winning isn't the good guy winning. Maybe that's true. Oh, miracle! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, can I? Oh, I was gonna say, can I just say how calm everybody was after the first person died? Were like they? everybody was like, "Oh, yeah. well, there's just dead bodies everywhere." Well, if you think about it, when they go into the study and the cop is laying over that desk dead, they're just like, "Oh, well, there's another one." No, and I'm, then they go out to the door, and then the the singing telegram lady is like, "But but but like, huh? The singing oh. telegram." <laughs> She's dead too. Okay. Well, <laughs> fuck it, I guess. Whatever. There there is one of my favorite sitcoms of all time is Frasier. And there is an episode where they try to recreate one of those radio things. It's like in season four somewhere. And they try to do one of these things and they have all these people doing these different parts and it breaks down to all hell to the point where he has his brother playing like seven parts and he's like critiquing him. And so he ends up going rogue and shooting everybody. And they have yeah. like they have like nine minutes left and they've got to like yeah. fill out nine minutes because they just went totally rogue and 
the guy killed everybody using like a balloon and then that was it and they're like well (laughs) (laughs) i never watched frazier i i did because it was late at night i have seen every episode of cheers thanks covid (laughs) yes so i i would say and this is getting off topic but not really actually because it, it is related sitcoms in general in my opinion were better written back in the day. Obviously, if you go back in the annals of time, you're going to find 80s and 90s sitcoms that are shit or that very much are dated to that time period. But I've always said this, and you guys will probably agree, good writing is good writing. It stands the test of time. Why some Mm -hmm. of the comedies of our our lifetime work, it's because they were written well. They're not situational to a time. They're not particular in terms of jokes because like, if I go back and watch American Pie, for instance, I was in high school when that came out. That make that still makes me laugh because I was in high school when it came out. But if I were like, if does that movie hold up in terms of comedic value today? Maybe, but not really. Seinfeld's another one where half of the show could be handled by a cell phone now. But because I watched it back in the day, I have an appreciation for it. But that's good writing. Frasier was kind of like that. It still makes me laugh because it's not again situational to something that could be fixed with technology today or is a stereotype that they're laying into. It's just good, solid joke writing and comedic timing. And I think sometimes today it doesn't translate. Yeah, I agree. No, absolutely. I mean, that that's the thing, though, is like today's age, you've got to go. Like, it, it's got to get out. It's got to get out. Let's put something out there. Let's Let's just not think about it or make it good. Let's just put it in people's faces. And if needs you to slam be... Seinfeld, I'm going to thump you. Fucking hate Seinfeld. <laughs> no, Mike, the thing about Seinfeld is that, like, it, I kind of saw Seinfeld as a British comedy. Like, some people get British comedy. Some yeah. people don't I get British, British comedy, com- right? Right. But there are people who are like, I don't get Monty Python. And it's kind of the way that it works. You either find it fucking hilarious or you're like, I don't get it. Because they have a different sense of humor. Seinfeld was kind of that way. First of all, it was very much geared toward white people. So, like, white people yeah. find it funny. Because not sure how many non-white people there were in the show, and that's not a racial commentary. It's just that's a fact, right? Like, and different cultures find different things funny, which is why when there's a show like a George Lopez show or something, some of the family things that they go into, I can't relate to because right. it's a cultural thing and not something that I went through. Oh yeah, for sure. But if you're somebody who can laugh at how mundane life can be, that's why the show worked for me because like. I would love to be George Costanza and try to like get my way out of everything and have none of it work and then just still keep going. Like you're I'm like, I appreciate just how <laughs> dedicated you are to being a shithead. <laughs> oh, George Costanza. So g- g- getting off of Seinfeld because I don't care. Um, <sighs> watching the, the scene that's playing behind you right now is when the cook gets killed. Oh yeah. For, um, for our listeners, uh, Matt is actually playing the movie clue in the background. Mm-hmm. This and has been a new, yeah, this has been a new thing for me. Whenever I record virtually with somebody else, I have something on in the background that's and awesome. people, people seem to enjoy. I'm enjoying very much. Um, <laughs> watching clue. I have a face oh, for clue. radio, so I might as well have something <laughs> on that people can enjoy. That's too bad. You didn't do that when we were doing our stranger things episode last summer. I didn't quite have everything put together this way. This is a part of my lighting setup back here. It actually takes a little bit of the focus off of the background and kind of creates like a silhouette. So you can't see the empty Dunkin' Donuts bag back here, maybe some of the crayons. (laughs) 
I mean, I need people to think that I know what I'm doing and have my shit together. So if I had the lights on, it would just be a madhouse in here. Well, it's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, the the cook is the one that also had the connection with Miss White as well. From Mash. Yeah, she was also from Mash. Yes. Oh. We, love it. we will be doing a Mash episode. Fuck yeah, we better. It's my favorite oh. TV show. Um, Still but, holds up. Oh yeah, 100%. totally. To this day, absolutely, 110%. But um, if you go back and watch Clue again, whenever someone dies, look at the 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 group itself. Because if, when you get to the end of Clue, whenever they're like, oh, well, this person disappeared to go kill this person. Well, this person disappeared to go kill this person. They actually put it in the movie. So whenever he says, we walked to the kitchen to go look at the, the cook and the cook died. If you look in the, in the foreground of the characters, the one character is missing who goes back to go kill um was it Yvette? Yes. I think it's Yvette. When, I think. When Yvette got hung or not hung but strangled I, with the noose. I think so. I'm I'm trying to remember who disappeared or who did Miss Peacock kill. Uh that depends on which ending you watched. Well, anyway, so if you go back and watch, you can see that person not in that group as the whole group is there yeah. like oh my gosh somebody's been killed except one person who's off trying to kill another person Fucking also very, love it. very sad when the french maid died no i'm gonna put that out there <laughs> yeah. i mean every man fantastic i just love how oh man this is so great it's like if you tried to make a porno for clue that's what the french maid would be dressed as and oh absolutely it was, oh it was a stereotype for sure I mean, love I love the way that all the men were just like, oh, when they were drawing the the matches, the matches to go off in different directions, all the guys were like, yeah, I'll take her. Yeah, yeah. let's go. And they all checked their matches against hers. And of course, it's Mr. Green. He's like, no, well, no. To I'm quote good. Jim Carrey, that's because she's got big jugs. <laughs> that is true. I've, I saw a picture of her recently, and unfortunately, she has... She does aged. not look like that anymore. Not even aged. It's just I felt she looked like she weighed like 400 pounds. And I was like, man, I was like, I have been through that in my life. And I hope that it's, you know, not mental health related or something because it's a drastic difference. And it's been 40 years or whatever. But so, but it's just, yeah. I see that and I always feel, I always feel a tinge of pity. Hey, 38 is basically close to 40, Mike. Like mm -hmm. you, 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 if you are getting into that place where you're trying to convince yourself that you're not getting older, you're getting fucking older, Mike. Like just look in the mirror. I'll be 38 in a month. It doesn't matter. It's just a number. So mm -hmm. look in the mirror, say to yourself, I'm getting fucking old and just move on with your life. Trust me, just move on with your life because old pe young people today will never understand what we went through. We, you and I didn't even walk six miles uphill yeah. both ways in the snow to get to school like all the boomers <laughs> out there. Right. Gunner's not going to understand what it would, was like to sit two inches away from a Nintendo with no oh. saves. He's never going to understand that. <laughs> that that's, a, that's a sad reality for Gunner. I cherish that memory very oh, much. I cherish that too. But I just, when you say like 38, like don't don't be doing that. Don't try to quantify... 38 years is basically 40 years. Just embrace it, man. Three weeks for me. Three weeks. Oh, dude, I'm no, be... I'm, I don't care. You know what? When I when I hit 40 in a couple in two years, I I don't give a shit, man. I'm I'm here for it. Let's let's ride it out. 
feel like Let's I'm a- I'm aging better now. I'm getting the Tom Brady treatment. I'm starting to look better as I get older. That's what I said too, myself. Which means Oof. I'm going to be divorced in five years. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to compare myself to Tom Brady. I hate Tom Brady. Rich, handsome, <laughs> successful. Yeah, terrible hated, person to be. Hated, hated by half the world. <laughs> I'm sure. I, yeah, Mike. And then when you're hated by half the world, you can take all of the Scrooge McDuck money and just wipe your tears away on your, <laughs> on your cheeks and you won't give a shit. I don't know. I'm trying uh, to help here. Let's go back to Clue. I, I was going to say, <laughs> let's go back to I feel like Madeline Kahn, when she's she's uh, Miss White, when she's describing her anger for Yvette, foot flames, flames up the side of That's my face. That's me watching Colts games. This is- <laughs> <laughs> the flames, the flames. <laughs> well, here's a question for you. If you were in this house, like, why don't we put ourselves in the house? Because I think okay. we've we've gone we, we've gone down the road of the movie, right? What would be your weapon of choice? Like, what would be the thing that you would want to make sure that you took out somebody with? Because there has to be a hierarchy of these things. I mean, you have like a lead pipe, a candlestick, a, a rope. I mean, some require more work a than wrench, others. Wrench, or yeah, yeah the, a, a, I want the knife. Wrench, a knife, and the revolver. They do. They they do kind of go more toward the blunt force type of a thing. Yeah. So yeah. if you're not somebody who has the strength to whack somebody hard enough to kill them. Maybe a knife and a or a gun, the revolver. Excuse me. Uh, I want the knife. I w- I would hope that I got the knife in my gift. Are you going throat, Mike? Or are you going like stab right in the heart? Uh, I'm gonna go uh, side in the side. Oh, Ooh, in the lungs. A... Look, I'm taking a page out of uh, Ghostface book. Oh yeah, scream. Yeah, I'm going for the side, right in the spleen. Yep. Area. <laughs> okay. Under the rib right. cage. Okay. Okay. Um, I think honestly, hmm. well, hold on. That depends though. Mm-hmm. If, if it's just me, mm-hmm. if I'm the killer mm-hmm. and it's me and, uh, my victim mm-hmm. and I know there's nobody else around that yeah. can probably hear them scream, I'll go for the side. Okay. But if there's, if I feel like there might be somebody close by, I'm going to go for either the back of the head or the throat instant kill. Drop them right there. The throat's down. not an instant kill. But they can't scream. Well, they can gurgle. Well. They can gurgle, gurgle really loud. You can't hear a gurgle <laughs> through walls. You're probably going to have a lot of evidence on you, I would assume. Yeah. In all these horror movies, whenever they slit somebody's throat and it's completely clean, I'm like, you have That's to be like, not- know what you're doing here. I've watched I've watched enough. I know what I'm doing. I, li- <laughs> I listen to true crime podcasts, so I know what I'm doing. Oh, good. <laughs> I've watched, yeah. I've watched uh, all... 14,000 seasons of CSI. I know how to get around it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the same thing as true crime. Except mine's on TV and I don't listen. No, 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 Um, Mike. There's a difference between true crime podcasts and CSI. On CSI, there are actors and actresses who are portraying people who do this for a living. True true crime podcasts, and this is no shade to any true crime podcaster out there. I think a vast majority of them think that they're actually being real detectives. That depends Ooh, on I well I know that's that's actually a valid opinion. Uh, I've I've listened to them. a bunch of different ones. The uh, the main one I listen to it's more of a, a storytelling. Yeah, storytelling is different. But then there's yeah there's that's ones the I think where I they dive a little bit more into it. But um, yeah, the ones I listen to are usually more of the storytelling side. Yeah, I do. Well, actually, I've been actually very much into that lately. Uh, like narrated podcasts and scripted 
I really have been enjoying that. So if there are, I mean, I think if there are some that are just sort of telling the story about something that's long been established, but like the crimes that are going on right now and that are out there right now, those are the ones that fascinates me. It's funny, whenever there's some big murder that's out in the news, like my wife is always like, hey, I got new news for you today. And I was like, are you starting one of these? Like, are you just gonna be a true crime podcaster now? Because you're giving me all of the evidence for this thing that's out in the news. It's like, she's tracking it from here. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. That Idaho one, she was on that like <laughs> dog on a bone. I think I would have to go with the, depending on who it is, but in my gory fashion of of thinking of murder, I think I would either go with the pipe, the wrench, or the candlestick. Blunt force trauma, baby. I'm going lead pipe going back to the old hardcore days of the WWF. I'm going to get that hardcore title off Mrs. Peacock, let me tell you. Throw her 20 feet from Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, think about all the things you could find under a ring during a hardcore match back in the day. That's basically what they found in here. I would take the pipe, though. I'd feel like uh, Jim Ross would be behind me. My God! I'd be had right away. Jerry Lawler talking about uh, Yvette's boobs. Puppies. Yeah, the the puppies. (laughs) (laughs) My God. I, I'm going to bring the colors back, by the way. You know how you were saying the colors didn't match or they didn't match their colors? Yes. Uh, the color of each character's car is the same color as their playing piece in well, the game. I knew that. I'm talking about the co- their attire. Oh, their attire. Yeah. Okay. Well, Colonel Mustard drives a yellow 1954 Cadillac Series 62. Miss White drives a black and white uh, 1950 MG TD convertible. Miss Peacock drives a blue 1952 Packard 200 Deluxe Club sedan. I have no idea what these cars are. Um, They're old. Yeah, very old. Classics. Talk about I, Easter egg. Like you got to well, really be searching for that. Another another Easter egg. The the carpet in the ballroom is the the board from the game. Okay, now that's a cool Easter egg. I was yeah. kind of wondering where you're going to go with that. I'm like, Mike, you're really watching the movie for the carpet. But now I nope. get it. It's the power of IMDb. (laughs) (laughs) Which is where a vast majority of (laughs) movie podcasters probably get a lot of their base for their content. IMDb. Oh, yeah. That's where we get. That's where we do. Yep. Um, Unless it's a movie we've seen, you know, umpteen times. I mean, I didn't even have to open my phone for Lord of the Rings. Or Tropic Thunder. Or Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Never seen that, by the way. You need to. It's hilarious. Lord of the Rings or Tropic Thunder? People keep telling me that, but now I wonder if... I've aged out of actually thinking it's funny or maybe no. I'm still kind of at the cusp of that because I know some of the stuff probably couldn't get made today. But if you oh, haven't no, seen yeah. it in the time, if you haven't seen it in the time period, it came out. Sometimes I wonder if I've like lost my chance on that. Oh no, no, you would still find it funny if you have, um, if you have humor, like, uh, not really, I guess like teenage humor, you could say like, um, uh, the, um, like so you would giggle humor. at like yeah immature humor like you you hear them say like booty sweat and you're like he 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 <laughs> i mean <laughs> i get um what was it uh my wife texted me the other day because i posted a screenshot of uh listens for a day and i had like 169 and she just like circled the 69 and sent me a <laughs> screenshot of it i love your wife <laughs> i was like that's all you saw out of that i was like no no, hey, what a great day for your show. Just the fact that there was a, and then there was a Bob's Burgers episode that had that on there too. But um, I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, high five. 
I was like, okay. Yeah, that happens a lot. So hey, I guess the, maybe I would find it funny. I just I, never it was, it was it's like one of those movies that I miss. So that happens to me a lot. And it, this movie kind of works with that too, where I never th see things like when people are really about them. So like I haven't seen Tropic Thunder. It took me a long time to see like Napoleon Dynamite, which I fucking hated. Yeah, and I didn't like it either. Hated it, right? So a lot of these shows, like I've never seen Game of Thrones, not out of a lack of interest. It just, once it becomes popular, I tend to just not be into it until right. afterward. I also right. have an added problem of being the only person in the house that will watch it. Yeah. That's yeah. Gunner, isn't it? It was. <laughs> it was. Um, I was gunman these days, by the way. He's absolutely fantastic. Just got over strep, so uh, Woo! he's Love back kids. to- yeah, gotta what? love it. Like, he bounced back in less than 24 hours. So he had a 48. dose. No, oh, Gunner? He yeah, was sick he, Monday. He was sick Monday night when we went to bed. Took him Monday, Tuesday. No, Monday morning. Took him to the doctor on Tuesday. Because yeah. I didn't when go to work on Tuesday. Didn't he fart I, all at the doctor too? Oh my God. Oh yeah, you read that. <laughs> yeah. So we're in the in the doctor's office and all of it. Oh my God. He's ripping ass. And then the doctor walks in and he looks at the doctor and goes, my mom farted like four times. I was like, oh, Jesus. I said, kid, you do know that, that I've known this doctor since I was younger than you. So, okay. And he's so gonna, he's sitting on the, huh? He's going to make a great husband someday. Oh, he's going to make an excellent husband someday. <laughs> Nasty farting ass. And he, uh, <laughs> the doctor walks over to go put gloves on to examine his throat and stuff. He farts again and he goes, mom why do you why do you have to fart and the doctor was like hmm i guess uh your mom's a pretty good ventriloquist if she could throw her farts into your butt and i just i, I couldn't it was so bad oh, that's pretty good yeah um anyway back to clue uh an example of attention to detail the secret passages in the movie lead to the same rooms as they do in the board game which is fucking phenomenal that's an easy one they should be able to get that right Oh, yeah. Um, the box office performance was disappointing, but mm -hmm. it has developed a cult forming. Um, Love that. Not unlike this show, right? Right. Right. We, ha we don't have any of that. A cult following. Yes, you do. We have a cult I following. Uh, wait, yes, I didn't know I mean. that. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. No, we do have a cult following. Don't drink the Kool-Aid if we tell you to. I'm I was actually going to say, I'm following not, you. not that kind. Yeah, I was like, not that no, kind. <laughs> just kidding. Um, did you know the singing Telegram Girl was played by Jane Weedlin, who was best known as the rhythm guitarist for the Go-Go's? Yes. Um, reading off IMDb. Reading I sure the fuck shit. <laughs> Oh, it's the parquet floor in the hall. Parkour? Parkour. Okay. Oh. Park, yeah. Parquet. Parkwa. Parkwa. We we. Can we talk about parkour floor? That'd be amazing. The parkour floor. Oh my we'll, god. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do a Patreon episode on parkour. You gonna put on a GoPro and like run around the house? No, we'll just talk about how awesome it was on the internet, and you know that one scene in the office. Yeah, when when <laughs> you're not old and fat and wanting to die. Well, I don't want to die, but I am old and fat. Yeah, you gonna parkour? I mean, I can try. <laughs> do you want me to send? Do you want me to send you all the videos that aren't cool, where the people break their legs in two pieces? 
trying to be parkour guys, Mike. <laughs> Do it if you think it will um, deter you. Yes, it will. Trust not me. not deter. Well, okay. Well, if it's gonna deter me, then I don't want to do it. <laughs> but if it's if it's gonna if it's gonna like boost my like enthusiasm and my confidence, then please. No, right, I'll try. I'll try and do it. Okay. What was that? Somebody breaking both of their legs, and you just like a, it's you going, Mike. You can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. What was that one movie that that B word <laughs> from Bleach Bros told us to watch because he said it was like Clue back in the seventies before oh, Clue was Clue. It, and it's, it's like got, Murder by uh, Numbers or something like that. I forget. It was on actually over here when the suggested movies. It was. I can't oh, remember what yeah. it was called. Well, we, on I want to watch it. It's got. Uh, Maggie, uh, oh, Maggie Dame. Smith. Dame, Dame Maggie Smith. Excuse me. Her Majesty, her grace. You respect, put some respect on her name. I will. It's Maggie Smith. Dame Maggie Smith. You fucked up there. Murder by Death, it's called. Murder by, Murder death. by death. Yeah. Oh, that, yes. Okay. B word says it's better than Clue. So, <gasps> well, it predates. You, we can't speculate. We can't pass judgment because we've never seen it before. I mean, so, okay. So it. it it predates clue obviously but it, it's By, the same same premise but peter falk alec guinness peter sellers truman capote i mean you know just naming a few names yeah. maggie's dame excuse me <clears throat> dame maggie smith yes that's right james cromwell right. early james cromwell wow yeah james cromwell's in it oh that's so mm -hmm. awesome it's it's okay. a full british I'm, cast. I'm gonna have to i'm gonna it's have a to full british watch cast. It. i'm just gonna watch mm -hmm. it but it came out in 1976 yeah that it did so but mm -hmm. I'll, I mean, I'm I down mean, to I'll, give it yeah. a go. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's go watch it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, not right now. I mean, after this, we'll go watch it. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a uh, favorite character of the movie? I mean, I'm impressed by Mrs. Scarlet being able to keep that dress above her, her breast the he way that she does. <laughs> He's okay, like, so I have anxiety because me, that dress is going to fall. Let me just say, yeah, that dress, like, oh, like the first time I saw it, well, last, last year, year, my first viewing. All I could think every time I saw Miss Scarlet was, God, her her tits are just gonna fall out. Just a bloop, bloop. Like I'm sitting waiting for it. Bloop, bloop. I mean, I'm not gonna be mad because she's really pretty. <laughs> I love her. But like, I'm just like waiting. Like, oh my god. I'm like, I'm like, 11 years old. Oh, I'm gonna see boobs, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna see your boobs. No, the only way you saw that at age 11 was with the the TV being distorted. Because you were trying to get, yeah, that's right. And there's steel drums playing in the background. Oh. <laughs> no, if I had a favorite, if I had a favorite, it'd be Mr. Green because I just, I mean, I, I like the way that he delivered all of his lines. I mean, Christopher Lloyd was in it, but I honestly did not find his performance to be that great. It was just sort of there, and I could not stand Colonel Mustard. You know, Tim Curry's obviously wonderful, but Mr. Green, the whole character, I thought was just. Very well thought out, and I liked it a lot. Oh, absolutely. My my favorite was Michael McKeon, Mr. Green. Now, I, I do have to say, though, for Professor Plum, the only reason why that his his thing wasn't so good, what like his performance, was because I don't think they wrote him a big enough role. Yeah. He just kind of existed. That's all that I... Yeah. If he, he wasn't was in the there. movie, I don't think I would have noticed. Right. Yeah. Just me. No, I get that 110%. Um, mine is either going to be Wadsworth or um, Miss White. That is that that's gonna Miss White. I it's Madeline Kahn, not Madeline Albright. Madeline Kahn, 
Yeah, is uh, no. fantastic. <laughs> it would have been a different movie if it was Madeline Albright. <laughs> well, Madeline Albright. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm still laughing. I guess you heard that one, huh? That episode. Uh, I did not. I just know who Madeline Albright is. Oh, designated nope. quizzers. It uh, was our eighties episode on New Year's. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I I got Madeline Kahn and Madeline Albright confused. I with said, each Oh, other. Madeline oh Kahn. And before <laughs> I got Kahn, he goes, Madeline Albright. Madeline real Albright. Quick. No, that's not right. Who's Madeline Albright? And then Lisa died for five minutes. She <laughs> yeah. just died. Former it's, Secretary I, of State. Yeah. <laughs> Madeline Under- Albright is and she has an acting credit on Parks and Rec. Though. She does, but that's it. But that would have been a nineties movie then, Mike. Uh, 2010s. 2000s. No, I mean, Madeline Albright. She was Secretary of State in the late 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't we don't do politics. We don't follow much. <laughs> that would actually have been a really. Albright. Now, wait a minute now. Hold on. You're not going to tell me that we can't put people like Mitch McConnell in here and just hope that they get shot in the oh, house Jesus or hung Christ or something Christ. like Hold that. You can't talk shit on Mitch McConnell if you're a Ninja. You can't talk shit on Mitch McConnell if you're a Ninja Turtles fan. <laughs> he does look like true. a fucking turtle. Anyway, no more, no he's, more politics. No, no, no. no. He looks like a turtle. He looks like the old <laughs> turtle with glasses. He looks like Mr. Magoo if Mr. Magoo was a turtle, but as a human oh, being, he fuck himself. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. So for those of you listening, please go watch Clue. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Leave us your thoughts on on Clue and how much you like it. Get your laptop up. Okay. Sorry, we're, we're we're going on cheap seat reviews after this. Sean's right. waiting for us. Uh, but no, uh, Matt, thank you, man, for for being on this episode. You know, it's it's always cool, you know, recording and hanging out with you, man. Of course, I'm always happy to come on, and yeah. uh, you know, you guys always have a good time. And I wish you the best of luck on the rebrand and all that good stuff. And uh, you know where to find me if you need me. We always need you. Oh, oh, yeah. You're our IT guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's and <laughs> there you go. And according to Lisa, we have to yell at you at least once. Why is that? I, I, I don't know. She said you're IT guy. You have to yell at your IT guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, when right. something doesn't go wrong. I mean, when something what? doesn't go right. Yeah, I get. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that's it. And then they usually say, "Is it plugged in?" And then you're like, "No, that's <laughs> not my fucking it, problem." Power, power down, power up. That's all. It That's is. right. No, I had a blast, guys. Thank you, man. Uh, real before you go, do you want to let our uh, listeners know where they can find you? Oh, I mean, I'm actually I'm not as easy to find if you're not into sneakers or sports. But um, MattySMedia.com or at MattySFreights on Twitter is generally where I spend most of my podcasting time. If you want to find me, but other than that, just look up Matty Ice on podcast apps, and you'll probably find very few of them. You won't find Matt Ryan, that's for sure. Okay. <laughs> let's, Bringing let's it back, full circle. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he just wants it to die. Yeah, we all want it to die. Matt Ryan. Or at least, or at least retire or play for a different team. All right, so, uh, and as always, you can check out all of our content, merch store, socials, and all that by following, uh, checking out our link tree. That's our rebranded link tree now. That's linktr.ee forward slash Gray's Podcast 2. Gray's Taproom. Gray's Taproom Podcast 2. Thank you. <laughs> this is going to take some getting used to. Hey, that's fine. I'm ready for it. Uh, we will be rebranding on uh, at the end of this month, and we will 
drop we, a Patreon with it also. Absolutely. Super excited about the Patreon. Yes. Subscribe. Some You might be able to see Mike shirtless. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the $20 tier that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet. Yet. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this uh, again, Matt. Thank you for for jumping in here and hanging out with us tonight. It's been it's it's always cool having you around, man. You know, we, we think a lot of you. You're awesome. And oh. uh, go ahead. I thought, I, no, I thought you had. A, I thought you were still finishing your thought. I appreciate that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a special shout out to His Grace James for making a special the adorable, cameo. cute, gorgeous, handsome man, James. <laughs> Is Darth Darth Vader? You mean? He's Darth Vader this morning. Yes, yes. Darth Vader. I gotta. I, I'll show Mike that video. Yeah. Well, I only get pictures to shut me up. Apparently. Fucking <laughs> love it. He's so cute. He is. Right, He's just. Well, well that is awesome. gonna be episode of Happy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> second to last episode of Happy Hour. Second to last episode. Uh, Join us next week when we wrap up the name Happy Hour podcast with Mad Libs Two. Featuring designated quizzers. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. You guys take care of yourselves. Oh, oh. I'm Tabby. I'm Mike. <laughs> Don't Sorry. text and drive. Don't drink and drive. Always drink responsibly. Have a good night, guys. Bye.